are you? I am all right. You're all right? How are you? I'm fabulous. Yeah? Yeah. My. Hey, this is Three Funny Ladies. That is uh, Susan Marmy Jacobs. <laughs> And that is Joseph um, Galadriel. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Hello. Good day. Hello and good day. (laughs) Didn't you like your week off? Didn't I like your half week week off? off? Well, it's been, yes, two plus days. Um, Yeah, I went to bed around seven last night. And I was I was kind of up to about ten, but yeah, it's just been a lot of lounging. I'm just not uh, the old girl doesn't have a dinner anymore. I'm telling you, I'm right there with you, buddy. But we did it. We opened misery. Did did got through four whole performances, we, and we didn't do we didn't just get through them. They were good. They were okay. Good. All four they, of them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sat, what is it? Saturday was a little Saturday was um a roller coaster of emotions. But, but which we got our first standing ovation on Saturday also. Which is funny so. because that was our worst show, right? Saturday? I don't they all blame it. Was, it was it was it was Saturday was our worst show. Saturday was the <laughs> the door got stuck. Saturday oh, that was, was Saturday. The, <laughs> yeah, that was Saturday. And Saturday is also the day of well, I called the head honcho. That's great. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to get us back on track. You know what? You're saying the wrong line. So let me take us back to the lines <laughs> we're supposed to be saying. <laughs> yes, that was Saturday. I do remember that now. Um, but we, yes, we've gotten through it. Uh, so, yeah. What have you been doing with your time off? Watching Criminal Minds? Yes. Watching Criminal Minds and uh, Beverly Hills. Oh yeah, I, I we have not watched to. the reunion yet. Oh, neither have I. I totally forgot about. It. I gotta watch it. Gotta watch it. Um, uh, so there's that. What else? Nothing. Nothing. Angela Lansbury has passed. She did. And it's very sad, but she was also 96. You know. Yeah, lived a great life. Lived a great fucking life. I also admire her a lot, but I just don't have that extra sure. gene with her. Sure, sure, sure. I did read something where um she would um cast guest stars on Murder She Wrote that um hadn't worked in a long time so that they could get their points for insurance. Yes, I read that too. That was yeah, I mean she was just seemed like just salt of the earth. Yeah, salt of the earth. But maybe not very easy to get to know, maybe. Mm, a little guarded. That's, yeah, that's the kind of vibe I got. Hmm. What a or, bitch. You know, <laughs> 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 um, um, so, yeah. We also need to just, we forgot to do it last week. Um, and we may have mentioned this when we started this whole process two years ago. Mm-hmm. But When we first started, or before we started, we had joked that we would do episodes on Elaine Boozler and Paula Poundstone Mm -hmm. and Judy Tenuta, Tenuta. who has just also passed away. Uh, And when you said that, we were in the green room and he's like, (gasps) Suze, 
Judy Tenuta passing. I was sadder than I ever thought I would be over Judy Tenuta passing away. Yeah, 72. God love her. That is young. It is so young. You know how old you are by how young you think someone Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Because also today I discovered uh, that Joy Behar just turned 80. No. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, she does there's, not look. She does not look. She does not close to eighty. No, and there was a whole big conversation on the View, like, oh, Joy had a birthday, and then like tap dancing around her age, and she's like, you know what, this is what eighty looks like, and everybody, of course, went crazy, but she looks fantastic. I mean, I would say like sixties, like honestly. Yeah, I would never guess her to be eighty. I had to look it up. I looked it up after it, it even saw it come right out of her mouth. I looked it up. That's crazy. Seriously crazy. Um, so, yeah. So those people died. That person <laughs> got older. <laughs> check, check, check. Check, 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 check. Um, yeah, there's really nothing else. Yeah, I honestly don't even remember what I did on Tuesday night. I must have not done much of anything. Probably caught up on TV shows that... I missed all last week. Um, I've tried to watch Andor, that newest. Yeah. Oh God, it's so I don't, I don't know that there's something I care less about than that show. Mm, Interesting. It's not. It's not good. I mean, maybe it's good. It's just boring. Um. Yeah. No, it's boring. It's real boring. Um. She Hulk. The finale is tonight. Yeah, I read something about it. Don't say anything. I I have not been on social media. So, um... I'm going to the movies tonight. Oh, what are you going to see? Halloween ends. Oh my gosh. Well, please tell me how it ends. (laughs) Because (laughs) the last one was absolute and utter garbage. Oh my god, utter garbage. Like, like, not even, like... I, I don't think I'm being hyperbolic when i say it was like someone someone thought this was a movie like it felt like all the cut pieces of other movies yeah it was terrible and it was was such a disappointment so bad because halloween 2018 is so good yeah it was just so so bad just so so bad so i'm hoping that this one is better yeah and uh the best part about halloween kills was kyle richards i am ho And I'm wondering, because on a recent episode of Beverly Hills, she was wearing a T-shirt that said Final Girl. And so I'm wondering if that is any indication of what's going to happen in this movie. I hope she doesn't get killed in this movie. I think I heard the opposite, that she did get. But maybe not. Well, all will be revealed. Plus, it's going to be on Peacock tomorrow. Um, Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Then I'm watching it there. <laughs> but take yeah, take a break from Criminal Minds. I haven't been to the movies since February. I just had to look it up. When was the last time I was at the movies? You saw Doctor oh, Strange. Doctor Strange, but there was uh, um um. Dream Girls. I saw Dream Girls in the, the theater. Little, the Little Richard story. <laughs> Uh, no, maybe it was Doctor Strange. I felt like there was something after it. Who? 
I can't get that high. Was Spider-Man after Doctor Strange? Spider-Man. Uh, I don't. I Murray don't know. Spider-Man. When did Murray Spider-Man come out? <laughs> um, no, it must have been Doc. You know what? It doesn't fucking matter. Mm. Um, <clears throat> mm. No, it was Doctor Strange. Anyway. Was that what this what month are we in now? We're in October. We are in October. Was that a summer movie? The Doctor Strange Love movie? Sure. I don't know. You know what comes out next though? Uh, uh in, Octo- in, Mar- in Marvel Universe. I have no idea. Wakanda Forever. Mm. And it comes out on my child's birthday. Oh. And Black Panther is her favorite. Oh, it's a little birthday present. So it's a little birthday present to her. Although her Black Panther is deceased, which she's very, very sad about. That is sad. Because by all accounts, he was a really, really, really good guy. He's dead like our fathers are dead. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um... I sent my brother... I saw this TikTok where it said uh, my dad dressed up for Halloween this year and it was a little tiny urn and then she just put a little tiny piece of toilet paper over it with eyes to make it look like a ghost. And I sent him, he's like, I don't get it. I was like, he's dead. Our dad's dead. He didn't see the urn and it looks oh, like okay. toilet paper. So, at first, and so I was like, oh my God, please don't tell me he's stupid. Um, <laughs> he didn't see the urn, which looking back on it, I can see. But um, yeah, well, I'm good. free and easy with the dead dad jokes. As yeah. you could tell by uh, the showdown I did two weeks ago. Has it been two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's crazy. Super crazy. Um, yeah, I'm an orphan. Uh, what else? Um, that did we talk about this? That friend of the family television program that's out now with no, no, we have not. Anna Paquin and Colin Hanks and that Jake Lacey, who I really like. I don't like him. I know you don't. Um, I like him. I think he's appealing. But did you did you watch that? I have not documentary on netflix that it's on which it is based oh is it based on um the um where the parents basically let her get kidnapped yes and the guy gives him a blow job or a hand job or something like the father gives the guy a like what yeah i think true story with them yeah 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 Yeah. true fucking story i have not watched it because i thought it was based on that but i wasn't 100 percent sure and like i said that guy bothers me so, but I think friend of the family, it's called. Yeah. It's on the okay. peacock. It's also probably on the site. I would imagine, but I haven't checked it. I'm sure. I'm sure. But I do have the peacock. I have the peacock. I have a peacock. Uh, whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do not have a peacock. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when is, is the, oh, sorry. No, you go. Is it a series or a movie? It's a limited series. So, and all are not out now. Correct? That is correct. Oh, I so think soon. they released the first three or four at one time. All and right. then, okay, fine. So there's enough to, I think, start it up. Okay. Now, what were you going to say? Um, I don't remember, but um, <laughs> The Watcher dropped today. I saw that as well. I don't know. I told Joe to watch it without me because it's Ryan Murphy. So I just yeah, that's don't. The pro- 
But, you know, even from the commercial, they're making it out. And I'm not saying it wasn't a scary thing. But they're making it out like this, you know, oh, my God, it's so fucking terrifying. And it's like it was just some weirdo who sent them letters. And yes, they were scary and it bothered these people. And I do think they moved. Didn't they? Did they move out of that house? Yeah. But at the same time, he never saw like they don't know who sent the letters. Right. He never came to their house. They never even saw his face. They never heard his voice. It was literally just letters. And and so they're making it out to be like, oh, he's going to yeah. kill them. And that's not what happened. So I was already kind of annoyed because if you don't know the real story, then you're expecting something way different. I mean, it was literally just letters. Yeah. That's all it was. So I'm kind of like, meh. Yeah, so I don't know. I'll let Joe watch it and let me know. He's also I'm not also not watching Dahmer, but he is um also really for that same reason. So because uh, of Ryan I might, Murphy. I might it's that's a Ryan Murphy too? Yeah. Oh my god. He's just got his gay hands all over. <laughs> I know. His gay molesting hands all over everything. <laughs> oh no, that he's... was a joke. That was a joke, everybody. <laughs> I am not casting aspersions or anything. Okay. Um, what else? What, um, Halloween is what, two weeks away? It is. What, uh, well, we have a show, but. We do have a show. My daughter wants to be a demon. I said, Mm. perfect. You already have the outfit. Anything you wear. (laughs) (laughs) My kid's really good. But, um, so she wants to be a demon. I don't know what we're going to do with that. Now, trick-or-treating happens way early these days, so. They're going to have time to do it before the show. Technically, technically I could technically we could go from six to seven. Um, But you know, me and walking are not friends any longer. Mm -hmm. And I did it last year and wanted to die. I wanted to die. Um, So I'm just not going to go. She's upset. I'm upset. It's the first time I won't be there. Um, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. And then next year, hopefully we'll be in Disney World. Oh, my Lanta. But, you know, we'll see about that. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, that's all I got, buddy. Um, we have been getting some new correspondence. Would you like to read the correspondence? From our... Friend to the North is back in action. Back at it again. Back at it again with the white vans. That was not the right tune, but. Um, okay. All right. Um, yeah. Matt is back. Guess who's back? I was just. <laughs> Matt is back. Um, there are a lot of emails and I'm not really sure. Yeah. I'm going to start with this one from October 3rd. Do it. Um. He, uh, he says, haha, my return deserves a read to the world. <laughs> so you know what the people are thinking. My ladies, my queens, my fellow hooligans. It's been a beat since the long alley debacle. James Burroughs wrote a book recently, and he keeps bringing it up in interviews and makes me pee a little about you two each time I hear it. I read the book. It's totally worth it. I have that book, and I haven't read it yet, so that's good to hear. Um. If you're a longtime sitcom fan, which I am, also the Shelley Long as number one proves I was on to something. Uh, I don't know, Matt. All right. 
There is so much, so I can't begin anywhere and everywhere. Jinx Monsoon, while not timely, should be a tour de force that everyone has on TV. Love Jinx Monsoon. Love. Um, But I'm just tired. I'm getting tired of RuPaul in general. Just have to put that out there. RuPaul has very much saturated. um, Every aspect of everything that could be saturated. Yeah. 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 Uh, I love how you brought back Radioland Murders, which I think Susie and I are still the only ones who watched <laughs> to this day. Uh, Kyle Richards needs a spanking beyond. I got to say, this isn't going to be loved, but I agree with all things Erica Girardi. Hmm. I don't know, Matt. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I think Kyle... I think she doesn't know how to toe the line between producer of that show and cast member. Yeah. Yeah. I think she wants the drama. And I think also that she's kind of doing what she accused Erica of a little bit because um, she was accusing Erica of bringing up all the Kathy stuff to deflect off of Erica's bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that's what, kyle does has done in the past bring up certain things because she knew stuff was going to come up about her mm. so maybe let's get this other pot pot a stirring yeah um and then when erica was like i i take full responsibility for myself i'm like what what are you for real right now erica jane you don't take responsibility for any of your shit yeah what are you talking about but anyway uh we can move forward I no, I was just thinking. I um, one of these past times I was watching, I was like, I wonder how much longer she's gonna Kyle is gonna be on the show, and then mm-hmm. I thought probably as long as she can make it work. I mean, I just yeah. don't think she will ever leave. I think she just enjoys being the, especially now she is truly the queen bee. Because when I think too, maybe if even if she left, um, she would probably stay on as producer, maybe mm. if they let her do that. Yeah, because when Vanderpump was still on, it was really the two of them who were like vying to be queen of the hive, if you will. Right. Um, so he goes on to say, I'd like to do a brunch with Garcelle. So here's the thing. Um, I don't normally love Garcelle. My niece is all about Garcelle. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about her. Garcelle is one of those people. I can't get a read on her. You know, those people, mm, gosh, I don't even know how to articulate it really. Sometimes I don't trust people who are 100% neutral, 100%. It doesn't matter who's saying what. I'm not articulating this well. Like if my best friend was being fucking crazy, okay, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, you heard her. Yeah, okay. And then I'd take her aside and go, you're being fucking crazy. What are you doing? Fucking stop, right? And I feel like Garcelle would not care that it was her best friend. She would be like, she would say in front of everyone, you're being fucking crazy and wrong. Do you see where I'm going with this? I'm not articulating yes. this well. No, I think I get it. And I don't necessarily always trust people like that because how can you be so fucking neutral and good all the time like it just like are you not gonna stick up for me like i'm your bestie like i expect you to hold me accountable for stuff but you don't have to do it in front of everybody you know what i mean (laughs) 
And so sometimes I think she's so much like that. That's I've kind of liked her better this season because she's kind of been that for Sutton lately. Like it doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah. 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 So she's sticking up for Sutton, and I kind of like her more because of that. But I feel like that she does that with whoever she is entangled with at the time. Sure. Sure. Yeah, because she was like that with Denise too. Yes, she was. Um, so yeah, I don't know. People that aren't passionate one way or the other, I, I don't trust them a lot. That's yeah, that's interesting. Maybe that's why I feel the way I do about her because she's not fiery and she's not like she doesn't make a scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. And give like give me a mess any time of the week and I will be all about it. Right. Or like but, and the thing is too like i can get into fights but if i'm truly close with you it'll be over in like a second like and when i say fight like maybe an argument or a tiff and it can be over in a second because i'm going to tell you to your fucking face about it do you know what i mean (laughs) yeah and i just and she does that but in such a bland like neutral like i'm saying this because it's the right thing to say yeah 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 not because i'm passionate about it so it just bothers me yeah yeah i can see all of that yeah um because i guess you know what it is i I would never know where i stood with her yes yes 100 percent. because even if she looked me in the face and said you are my best friend you're my ride or die that doesn't mean that she wouldn't throw me under the bus if whatever yeah i would never know where i stood with her yeah with me you always know where you fucking stand (laughs) you really you really do there's no hiding it (laughs) anyway continue um he also says crystal is such a wet noodle she makes me want to be a wet noodle she really oh my god yeah i can't i've liked her a little bit more as the season has gone on but i had such high hopes for her coming into the season but yeah it just hasn't come to fruition yeah uh two trailers to watch empire of the light which i don't know what that is olivia coleman is in it he says um and tar the Kate blanchett movie uh where she plays the conductor like the orchestra conductor Mm -hmm, not a train mm -hmm, conductor mm -hmm. uh he says watch them and report back question of the week which era of bradley cooper would you find the most bangable (laughs) that's strange um but also apt for one of the films we're discussing today that's what i meant not strange like no that's what i meant that's i would choose he's in a movie yeah i would choose that era yes please Uh uh-huh yeah so we'll get to yeah. that, man. Yeah. Um, I wish Fall TV had better premieres like the 80s. What are you guys waiting for? I'm, uh, I don't even know what's on TV anymore because I don't have net, I don't have broadcast anymore. Um, so I don't even know what the big and I don't watch it anyway. I don't know. Yeah. You know, that the broadcast TV, which I just can't, I don't think I'll ever be able to get rid of it. But, like, it's just different now. It's just all about, you know, like, there's 18 hours of SUV and, like, 14 hours of SWAT and 16 hours of FBI. And it's all about the universe. Like, there's that new rookie show spinoff that they – I heard a commercial. They're like, a new show in the rookie universe. I'm like, really? We have to have a rookie universe? Yeah, there's a universe. So what you're saying is there's a universe of old people that are getting a job for the first time. Okay. Fun. That's fun. I can't wait for a whole night of that. (laughs) That's great. Ooh. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I don't really pay attention. I don't. 
I don't pay attention. Um, all right. Books. Red, white, and royal blue. I read it. It was fine. I thought it was a little too long. Uh, oh, I love the new logo. That's nice. Thank you. Um, there's Brandy Joe. What do you think of the new Hellraiser reboot? Uh, he actually watched that over the weekend. Joe did. Uh, send me a promo pic of the new theater show. Keep making me laugh. Your friend in Christ. Uh, although he won't have me. Uh, your biggest fan and friend of the North, Maddie. Uh, so Matt has a boyfriend also. I so. feel responsible for that. I mean, you know, I had nothing to do with it at all. <laughs> um, but did you see what it did? <laughs> Oh, oh wait, no, I didn't get to that. Comes out this week. Don't get sucked in. It'll ruin whatever you think of the first one. That is all. <laughs> well, aren't you disappointed? Listen, <laughs> I so I we did the show and uh we recorded and Lily walks and she goes, You watched Hocus Pocus without me. And I was like, Okay, well, I didn't know it was a thing. Sorry. Then Peter was angry with me. Oh my. You watched it. We were saving it. Lily and I were saving it. And I was like, no one told me that. And it's um, for your job. It's for my job. <laughs> um, and do you know what? We all love it more than the first one. We are all on. Pete has watched it like four times. Wow. He even texted Sam to tell him what a good job he did. Oh. And Sam replied. I was just going to ask. He re- well, he always replies when you uh, compliment his work. I really need to stop shitting. um so yeah i just love it i love it but also neither pete or myself i like hocus pocus but i don't ever need to watch it like if it were on tv and i was scrolling through channels i'd look for something else yeah so we didn't have an affinity to that Mm -hmm. so it was easier for us to like the second one better Mm -hmm. anyway Mm -hmm. that's it Mm -hmm. yeah okay um (laughs) So Matt wants to see a picture of you in costume for misery. Um, he Matt, loves do you us have both. Facebook. What is Dearly. happening? He's on Instagram. He lurks on Instagram. I think Matt, correct. Um, I get little things like this person liked your stuff, but I don't know that he has any pictures on Instagram, mm, but we should direct him to. Yeah, we'll get it worked out. We'll get it. Worked he out. also says he's waiting for his call in. <laughs> We'll have to arrange that one of these days. Um, so if you, if anyone else would like to write in, you can write us at, uh, I almost said the ring world. Uh, that's not it. At <laughs> threefunnyladies.com. Nope. Threefunnyladies at gmail.com. <laughs> Unless you are a sibling of mine who's trying desperately to find me, you may write the, right the, the, at the, the ring world. Yep. Long lost siblings only. <laughs> Ticket info and long lost siblings. That's it. <laughs> That's uh, why we have that website. We should put a tab. <laughs> long lost siblings. Click here. <laughs> Did you get DNA results? Click here. <laughs> we could have partnered with Maury Povich. Um, are we ready to talk about our lady? Let's do it. Now, did we announce to the world who our lady was going to be? Did not, but they know now if they've clicked well, they on know now. to yes, listen to the episode. I, I kind of forgot about how this all works. <laughs> <laughs> it's Janine Garofalo. Yeah. The 90s queen. Now, how do you feel about Janine Garofalo in general? I adore her. 
Me too. I love her. I love her look. I love her sense of humor. I just love her. Yeah, me too. Everything about her. Every GD thing about her. So let's hear some of it. Janine Marie Garofalo was born. You're not going to believe this. September 28th, 1964. She is 58 years old. See, this is also speaking of Joy Behar being 80. This is crazy to me that she is almost 60. Janine Garofalo is almost 60 years old. And we need to pause for one moment because I was going to mention this at the front of the show and I forgot. We also, I need to know why no one is talking about the fact that Rob Lowe is also almost 60. Now, what's so weird to me about all of this, I can see Rob Lowe being 60. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, he looks really fucking good. Yeah, he does. But I don't know. For some reason, that makes sense. Maybe because I've seen more of him that makes over sense. the years. Yes, and that so makes sense. I've seen him age. Yes. And yeah. with Janine Garofalo, she will always be that alternative 90s early 20s late teens sort of person so to hear that she's going to be 60 is crazy whereas i watched roblo on um uh parks and rec yeah so yeah yeah okay that a little bit more but he looks amazing looks amazing he does um Uh, She was born in Newton, New Jersey, uh, the daughter of Joan and Carmine Garofalo. Her mother was a secretary in the petrochemical industry, who died of cancer when Janine was 24. Her father was a former former executive at Exxon. Uh, She's of Italian-Irish descent. She grew up in various places, including Ontario, California, New Jersey, and Houston. Garofalo is quoted as having disliked life in Houston because of the heat and humidity and the emphasis on prettiness and sports in high school. No, that's kind of everywhere. Um, <laughs> while studying history at Providence College, Garofalo entered a comedy talent search sponsored by the Showtime, Ca- Showtime Cable Network, winning the title of funniest person in Rhode Island. Her mm. original gimmick was to read off of her hand, which was not successful in subsequent performances. <laughs> Okay. Uh, dreaming of earning a slot on the writing staff of the TV show Late Night with David Letterman. She became a professional stand up upon graduating from college with degrees in history and American studies. She struggled for a number of years, even working briefly as a bike messenger in Boston. Hmm. Um, she, uh, Garofalo has been, been open and outspoken regarding her progressive political views. She's a staunch, staunch feminist. Uh, in an interview for Geek Monthly Magazine, she stated that she was raised in a conservative family. Uh, she has appeared with political figures such as Ralph Nader, whom she supported in the 2000 election, but opposed in 2004. Um, she became more prominent as a progressive when she voiced opposition to what became the 2003 Iraq War, appearing on CNN and, and Fox News to discuss it. Uh, she said that she is approached by she was approached by groups such as moveon.org and win without war to go on TV because these organizations say that the networks were not allowing anti-war voices to be heard. Garofalo and other celebrities who appeared at the time said they thought their fame would lend attention to that side of the debate. Uh, her appearances 
on cable news prior to the war garnered her praise from the left and spots on the cover of Miss and Venus Zine. Um, let me see here. Um, personal life. Uh, she's not got a lot, so I'm almost done. She struggled with alcoholism, stating in 2021 interview that she gave up drinking in 2001. This I did not know, and this is hysterical, not the alcoholism part, this next part. Garofalo married Robert Cohen, who was then a writer for the Ben Stiller show in Las Vegas in 1991. She later explained that it was intended to be a joke, the pair thinking that the marriage was not binding unless it had been filed at a local courthouse. It was discovered later when Cohen tried to marry someone else that the marriage was indeed legal. They were married for 20 years. Wow. Oh my God, that is. Isn't that hilarious? I love that. I fucking like that just makes me love her more. This guy got married as a joke and it's fucking legally binding. And you've been married for 20 years. I love it. Um, and oh, I remember her from Ben Stiller show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. I watched exactly. It. Me too. Me too. Me too. I watched it. I watched it. So great. It was so, so great. Good. Um. So it's your turn already, baby. All right. Well, uh, I got my information from again. I was just going to say Netflix. That is not accurate. <laughs> from the other place, Wikipedia, and also there's a really great interview article uh in the new york times with her and about her from july of this year that i would recommend everyone read it's just really fascinating i'm going to touch on a little bit of it here in just a second um so janine garofalo officially began her career in stand-up comedy in the mid-1980s her comedy is often self-deprecating uh she has made fun of pop culture and the pressures on women to conform to body image ideals promoted by the media her comedy shows involve her and her notebook, which is filled with years worth of article clippings and random observations that she references for direct quotes during the act. Her big break came in 1990 after meeting Ben Stiller at Cantor's Deli in Los Angeles, where they were hanging out with stand-up friends. They bonded over their love of SCTV, early Saturday Night Live, and Albert Brooks. And subsequently, then, her first television series uh, was on the short-lived Ben Stiller show on the Fox Network in 1992, mm-hmm. on which she was a cast member alongside Ben Stiller, Bob Odenkirk, and Andy Diak, when he was somewhat normal. Yeah, he's he's not normal anymore. He is not, bless. <laughs> bless. <laughs> a chance meeting on the set of that show led her to being offered the role of Paula on the Larry Sanders show on HBO, earning her two Emmy Award nominations for Best Supporting Actress in the Comedy Series in 1996 and in 1997. Four times, she actually was working on both series simultaneously, and after the Ben Stiller show was canceled, she joined the cast of Saturday Night Live Ooh, for its... No, for its 94-95 season, but she left mid-season after only six months on the job, saying that the experience left her, quote, anxious and depressed, and that a sexist attitude pervaded the show. She said that many of the sketches were juvenile and homophobic, 
And according to New York Magazine, she was largely stuck in dull secondary wife and girlfriend roles and quoted her friends as saying that she considered the stint the most miserable experience of her life. Wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is obviously not news, especially back in those days. Um, But it's always so disappointing to hear that so many women have the same experience of being on that show. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my yeah. input. <laughs> yeah, follow. And I think oh. she's just. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no. And I think she's just not the type for SNL. Oh my god, I totally agree. Like Casey Wilson, like, yeah. I just not suited for it, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There are people right. that are and people that aren't. Yeah, it doesn't mean they're not. I mean, because there are people that are suited for it who are half as talented. Exactly. That that's so true. That is so true. Um, so just because you're on SNL doesn't mean um yeah, it doesn't really mean anything. I mean, God bless him. Pete Davidson, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's still going with that all that. So <laughs> anyway, continue. I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, following SNL, she appeared in a plethora of guest star roles, uh, among them the grown-up daughter of the Buckman's on the final episode of Mad About You, Jerry Seinfeld's female counterpart uh, and briefly fiance on Seinfeld, a recurring correspondent on Michael Moore's TV Nation, and a former girlfriend of Dave Foley's character on News Radio. She provided the voice for the weekly, this is incorrect information that is on Wikipedia. She provided the weekly voice for the weekly telephone conversations between the series lead and an old friend in Felicity. They were not on the phone. They recorded audio tapes and sent them back and forth to each other. So get with it, millennial who wrote that. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, she was Sally, Felicity's friend from back home. Um, two television pilots, uh, that filmed, uh, who cares? I'm not gonna, nobody, <laughs> nobody knows what those shows were. So who cares? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> through 2005 and six, uh, she appeared on the West wing as Louise Thornton. I was not watching it at the time, so I did not see her then. Uh, That's really bad. I've seen every, every episode multiple times and I don't remember. You her. don't remember her? No, but I have a terrible memory. So, you know, uh, in 2006, she provided the voice for the animated character Bearded Clam on Comedy Central's Freak Show, which just makes me laugh. And in 2007, she wrote a dedication for the mini book included in the six DVD set of the uh, cult series My So-Called Life. In 2014, she appeared in seven episodes of the TV series Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. And in 2015, she starred alongside most of the original cast and Netflix's eight-episode prequel to the 2001 comedy film Wet Hot American Summer. Um, As far as her films go, uh, she has appeared in more than 50 feature films. That's fucking nuts. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, She, her first big role was in, um, sorry, I lost my place, was in The Truth About Cats and Dogs. Uh, in which she starred with Uma Thurman. She also uh, appeared at, sorry, I found my place, uh, which is a variation on Cyrano de Bergerac. Eh, I kind of see that. Um, Based on the success of that film, 
She was offered the role of Dorothy Boyd in Jerry Maguire. I cannot see her working with Tom Cruise. Me either. But, of course, she was offered the role if she would lose weight. Oh, my God. Okay. So she did. (gasps) Yeah. And when she did, after she lost the weight, she learned that Renee Zellweger had been given the part instead. She also turned on the role of Gail Weathers in the original Scream film. Oh, I could totally see her doing that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that would have been amazing. Uh, But she turned it down because she thought the film would be too violent. She said, I didn't want to be in a movie where a teen girl was disemboweled. I didn't know it turned out so good and that it was a funny movie. Uh, Following... um, the Truth About Cats and Dogs, she also starred in The Matchmaker, a 1997 romantic comedy. She was in Copland, Mystery Men. Uh, she was top billed in Wet Hot American Summer in 2001. She went on to appear in The Laramie Project, uh, Jiminy Click, Glick in La La Wood. Uh, and a puppet version of her appeared and was graphically killed off in the 2004 movie Team America World Police. <laughs> uh, and she was irritated by the, par- by the parody, but she was more upset by the filmmaker's lack of correspondence. She said, I ran into them in the street, Trey and the other guy. <laughs> and, I- <laughs> Shade. <laughs> and I said to them, the least you could do is send me a puppet. And they said, okay, took my address down and never sent me a puppet. So while Team America bothered me, the fact that they didn't send me my puppet, that bothered me even more. In 2007, she provided the voice of Colette Tatu, a chef in the Pixar Disney film Ratatouille. Which I do not hear it at all. That's crazy to me. No, I need to see it again. It's been a long time, but I do love that movie. I see it on me. Um, But I don't hear it. It's so crazy to me. Yeah, I need to. I'm like, what? Uh, in 1999, she wrote a best, a New York Times bestseller with Ben Stiller called Feel This Book, An Essential Guide to Self-Empowerment, Spiritual Supremacy, and Sexual Satisfaction, <laughs> a spoof of the self-help books that were so prevalent at the time. Um, now, this article in the New York Times is so interesting. It it starts off, uh, the the guy who wrote the, the article goes to see her perform in Brooklyn on a rainy Wednesday night in Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, she appears third on the bill, mind you, okay. uh, on a bill on a bill filled with young unknowns. Uh, and she plays to a crowd of 12. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? She has no smartphone, no social media, no website, no podcast, uh, no computer, she seems no like the type. email address. Uh, she's turned down interviews with this guy twice. Uh, and he says, if you want to see her perform and I recommend it, you have to search her out and sit in the room with her. I periodically stumble across her in a show and it always comes as a happy surprise from another time, like discovering a storied zine that only a few people still knew existed. So it's just interesting, isn't it? It's so interesting that she's so, I mean, she was so huge. Um, yeah. and just and and seemingly happy like it it doesn't seem like she's a depressed like recluse or anything no that's why that story about um losing weight that surprises me it surprises me that she did it 
Yeah, I mean, it was shortly after Rally Bites. I can, I can get it. You know, I mean, yeah, but it's still kind of like, like I don't look down at her at all for doing it. Yeah. I just, it, I wouldn't be surprised if she was like, "Fuck that man." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah, I see that too. It is surprising because she seems so anti that. Right. But I can see also, you know, you have success. It's fun. You're getting money. Jerry Maguire is going to be a big movie with Tom Cruise. Like I yeah, can totally yeah. see it. And, but then I can also see her being like, well, I don't need this. I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. So that is Janine Garofalo. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> um, so. I had us watch The Truth About Cats and Dogs. The Truth About Cats and Dogs? Oh, no. Oh, no. There's a hidden truth. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say you hated it. I didn't hate it. I'm very conflicted about this movie. Okay. That is exactly how I feel feel like you're conflicted about it too oh i'm right <laughs> sorry 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 sorry. <laughs> I, I the fact that we agreed just... <laughs> no i get it i get it i watched it with joe who has seen it i don't even know how many times he has seen it but was you know saying the dialogue before it happened in oh the movie, wow okay. like that many times oh wow okay um it's conflicting though it is conflicting you very know, much a product of its time oh, yes now listen it could have been much worse it could have been yeah loved here's what i wrote about this (laughs) my first note was okay but i want abby and noel to get together Mm. i wanted them to be the couple yeah 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 in a way it was about that more than about the dude it was yeah and i liked their friendship obviously Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the main thing for me is that you have to, in order to, I feel really enjoy this movie, you have to go into it accepting and believing that Janine Garofalo is fat and ugly in this movie. Right. Which she is not. And that, and that's the biggest thing when I uh, watch these movies is I'm like, I would die to look like her. Yes. Aside from her nineties eyebrows where it seems like she never recovered from those. <laughs> Um, but it's a 1996 American romantic comedy. It stars Uma Thurman and Janine Garofalo, and they are new friends. They live in the same building. They meet at the very beginning of the movie, and um, uh, I just Uma Thurman's fucking adorable. She just I love I oh god I fucking love her. I love her too. She just cannot do any wrong. She's just I'd marry her. I would marry her. Yeah, she's adorable. I love her. Um, and Janine Garofalo is a uh, a veterinarian with a uh, radio talk show about cats and dogs. It's called The Truth About Cats and Dogs. And this guy calls in and he kind of instantly falls in love with her, but she thinks she's ugly and she has met Uma Thurman and the guy asks her to meet and she basically gets Uma Thurman to meet and pretend to be her and hilarity ensues. Mm-hmm. Um, and by hilarity, I mean, not funny. Um, <laughs> I, if it were anyone else, but Uma Thurman and Janine Garofalo, because they really are sweet together. You find them, you find yourself rooting for them mm-hmm. to be together. And even if that just means romantically or just a friendship, that's who I'm rooting for in the movie. If it were any other two women, I th- I would think that I would hate this movie. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think you, I think you are totally correct. I feel like you root for them so much because they're both so likable. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like whether or not they remained friends or were friends during this, like I really feel that friendship bond with two of them. Like they go shopping at the mall and they're holding hands, which I think is just adorable. I know. I saw that. And I was like, <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah. Um, and even though they're so different, they're so fucking compatible. Yeah. Uma Thurman is, I think, literally a foot taller than Janine Ruffalo is. Yeah. I mean, she is every opposite thing from Janine mm-hmm. Ruffalo. Um, and and it would be easy, and the male character actually does call Uma Thurman dumb at the end, which really pissed me off. Right. Um, had Janine Garofalo's character been like, no, you don't get to call, like when she goes and she yells after him, if she had yelled, you don't get to say that to her or something like that, that I would have been like, all right, I like you, movie. Um, <laughs> uh, but she, But her character isn't dumb. She no. really isn't. She's very insightful. She's very emotionally intelligent. Um, so <laughs> Joe said boo to us. Anyway, um, uh, and it's just really about these two ladies. The dude, meh, he's British. If he weren't yeah. British, I wouldn't give two shits. And by the way, he's not very attractive either. So, you know, <laughs> you are punching up for with Janine Garofalo, my man. Yeah. My dude. And my dude they do handle it well like he says it doesn't matter what she looks like and i truly believe it when he says it but he gets angry with her for lying that's all believable and it, i buy it like i buy it i buy the movie but it still is like yeah it's a 90s rom-com you know what i mean yeah like just the fact a that Everyone who is a personality on this radio station has their picture in the lobby, but except for her, which is a picture of a cat and a dog, um, which I get is a plot point that you need to further. So that he doesn't see it. Right. But um, just the fact that she feels like she's, and I get it. We all feel that way that we're not enough for. And listen, there are beautiful people that feel this way too. Sure. But I just feel like the whole thing is just predicated on us as the audience being like, oh, yeah, I would much rather date from the outset, at least. I would much rather date Uma Thurman because she's prettier. And then we also get to know Janine Garofalo along the way. And then we end up rooting for her to get him. But I just feel like, nah, I don't know. It just feels kind of gross. I I actually wanted her to be like, fuck you, dude. You don't get to call Mm -hmm. her dumb. Um you would be lucky to have me. You would be lucky to have her. And we're both jumping you so that we can be best friends. Exactly. Like, Go fuck that's yourself. what I would have wanted that. Then I, that would be a movie that I would watch all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely totally nineties. We have Jamie Foxx saying unironically, she is all that. And a bag, and of, a chips. bag of chips. <laughs> and a bag of chips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say watch it. Uma Thurman and Janine Garofalo are so worth it. There's their relationship is so sweet. And Uma Thurman, oh my God, I just, good God, she's perfect. Um, there is, oh, sorry. There is an HBO movie that she did. God, maybe 20 years ago now, um, called hysterical blindness that she's in with Juliette Lewis. She is so fucking goddamn good in this movie. If you can find it, it, watch it. It's based on a play. It's 
so good. She's just amazing. Anyway, go ahead. Um, and you know, it, this movie could have been a lot worse. Yes, it really could have. As much as it could have been a lot better, it could definitely have been a lot worse. Yeah, like it didn't make me uncomfortable. No, it's just like eye rolling, like ugh. Yeah, it didn't make me uncomfortable. Um, you know, he's not a jerk per se. He's a, no. he's a good guy. Yeah, um, he, and they do bamboozle him. It's just an do, yeah, unnecessary I mean, right bamboozle. Yes, yes, and yeah. yeah, and maybe if there just had been a little more talk of, and Uma Thurman's character kind of does this. Um, if they had leaned more on why are you doing this? You're gorgeous. Like, this is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Then I may have bought yes. into it a little bit more. If yep, they yep, had yep, leaned yep. on that point of view, as mm-hmm. opposed to, I know I'm beautiful and I know he would want me. And this makes sense that you would do this. If they leaned more on you're gorgeous. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, then it might be actually like a five-star movie, honestly. Yeah. If it's if it's gender politics, we're a little rooted in a much better place. Yes. Yeah. 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 And um, and it was it's, it was nineties as opposed to eighties. Eighties would have been a got up a fucking yeah. nightmare mess. <laughs> uh, also has one of my favorite scenes uh, where in an audition where someone goes to audition and everyone in the waiting room is practicing their lines out loud. Which love it. No one. No one doesn't. <laughs> no one does that. No, I have never been to an audition <laughs> in my life. Yeah, there's probably like 20 people in this waiting room and everyone is doing, everyone is doing reading paper out loud. Out loud. Yeah. Out loud. No, no one's memorized it, which that's okay. But it's like, no one does it out loud. Mm-mm. Never has that ever happened. Um, people might be pacing. Most people are just looking over their lines or looking at their phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like you don't even want other people to know what you're auditioning for. No. And if that were the case, I would be like, can you all shut the fuck up so right. I can concentrate? Right. On like, what I'm, doing? I'm being silent. I'm being nice <laughs> over here. Um, yeah. No one does it. It's hysterical. You're right. That's so funny. Um, yeah, give it a watch. Uma Thurman and, and Janine Garofalo are worth it. I would even say, I would even go so far as to say, just watch their scenes together. Yeah. And and skip over the rest. Except the dog is also adorable. The dog, the dog is really adorable. Yeah, Hank uh, is real sweet. He is very sweet. Um, yeah, give it a okay. Watch the whole movie. Send emails during the scenes that are not Janine Garofalo and Irma Thurman. Yeah, Pay full attention when it's the two ladies. Look there at social go. media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, there you yep, go. Yep. There you go. Um, I think based on our conversation, I'm feeling a little more generous. I would probably go with, I would give it three stars. Yeah. Same. Okay. Same. Three stars. Yeah. Three stars. It's not going to, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to damage you at all. No, no. It's, you're not going to be annoyed. You're not going to be, you're actually not going to be angry at anyone. Usually. Cause I went into this and I was like, Oh God, it's that fucking miscommunication and not really they do it on purpose it's not a miscommunication it's 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 deliberate but i'm like i don't like those kinds of things and it didn't bother me it it didn't bother me and it was because of uma thurman's character who was totally um on board for everything but also like you don't need to do this yeah so anyway i liked them yeah they were great and I guess that's all you really need to like, because it's three funny ladies, not two funny ladies and some 
British douchebag. British dude. <laughs> Which would be too long of a title, I think, for a podcast. <laughs> um, so what did you make us watch? I made us watch <laughs> uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Okay. Now, this was my initial pick, and then I really wanted to watch The Matchmaker, which by all accounts seems like a lovely, lovely movie from everything I read about it. It's just nowhere to be found. Amazon had the DVD, but I just didn't feel like buying a DVD again. Sure. And there wasn't time, really, by the time I got around to it. So, um, yeah, it was just nowhere to stream. So, Okay. Um, Have I, you seen this movie before with Hot in American Summer? Oh, yeah. A million times. You love it. I fucking love this movie. Okay. And you think it's okay. I love it. And I'm pissed about it. Oh my God. I, it is so goddamn stupid. So stupid. And I and laugh. I laughed out loud. So many times. So many times. So Wet Hot American Summer, if you haven't seen it, you must. But if you haven't seen it, it takes place on one day in August. <laughs> It's I've one day, it before, but I never picked up the fact that it's one day. And so all this stuff will happen. It'll be like 15 minutes later because yeah. they put timestamps on the screen. So like, just like an event full of days will happen. It'll be like two fifty-five, and then like two days worth of stuff. Three o'clock. <laughs> it's so funny. it's uh. It's so funny. It's uh takes place at Camp Firewood. It's the last day of camp, 1981. And uh there for eight weeks. <laughs> hilarity ensues. Oh god, it's so goddamn stupid. It is so stupid. <laughs> There's so much about this that I love. First of all, the cast is amazing. Amazing. Um, Janine Garofalo, David Hyde Pierce, Paul Rudd. Elizabeth Banks, Bradley Cooper. This is the movie that he's the most bangable. Oh, and he gets banged. And he gets banged by Michael Ian Black. Spoiler alert. Um, Amy Poehler with that 80s hair. Oh, my God. Um, Molly Shannon. So many people. The girl who is never went anywhere, who is like the sexy girl. Um, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But yeah, so great. It's just so stupid. Um it's so fucking dumb. And like, what are the things where they go into town? <laughs> That's what I have the trip into town in my notes. <laughs> so they go to town. You take over. <laughs> so initially, Janine Graffalo falls in love with David Hyde Pierce, who is neighbor, a neighbor so, who's an right, astrophysicist. So, so so that was my first, I was like, he lives on the campground. Like, there's just neighbors on the campground. <laughs> yeah, just right there. Just He's like, an right there, like lives in a cabin. <laughs> yeah, like right there, like literally, like right there. Like she sees him from sitting on the porch of her cabin, and like cheers him He's, with her coffee. He spills all of his coffee. And so she goes into town ostensibly to uh, research astrophysicists. Because he's uh, an astrophysicist. <laughs> and she doesn't know anything about it. And unbeknownst to her, he also goes into the bookstore to research <laughs> camp directing. <laughs> but so other camp, other uh, counselors hop into her pickup truck when they realize she's going to town. So they go into town, they go, <laughs> they eat fast food, they go to the bookstore, then eventually they mug an old lady, they <laughs> buy they buy a whole bunch of blow, they end up in a heroin house, <laughs> and then they come back an hour later. An hour, an hour. They became, they bought blow, went to a heroin house, and are totally debauched. 
and it's an hour later. And then, but did you notice what they do? They get off the truck. Yes. They get off the truck and they go stand against the wall of the barn. Why? Why? When he said, hey, wait up, guys. Yeah, and I was like, what are they doing? And he just goes. It's Why? like when they take the troublesome campers and they drive down the road and just throw them out of the moving van. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's, it's so, so funny <laughs> it's so dumb it is so dumb um oh my god and then chris maloney mm, right right <laughs> he's the cook at the camp and he was in the vietnam war he and he, vietnam. he's not doing so well <laughs> I'm gonna go find all my sweaters. What did you, what say? Did you say? I said <laughs> I'm gonna go hump a fridge. I'm sorry, what? You heard me. I'm gonna go hump a fridge. Oh my god. Yeah, that's one of the sequences where he um mentors uh Michael Showalter, the Coop character, to become cooler. And there's a whole montage, and that is like literally like 12 minutes later they're done. <laughs> is just them running the same swatch of ground and then interpret dance for some reason. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I love the next morning too where everyone's leaving and David Hyde Pierce is like, oh, I, you know, I might be going to Cape Canaveral if you want to come with me. And she's like, I'm pregnant. They've known each other for a day. <laughs> well, he's like, if we have problems conceiving, what, what are you talking about? Oh, don't worry, I'm pregnant. And then Molly Shannon leaves <laughs> with the kid. <laughs> I also love the talent show when they finished day by day, and everyone's like, <laughs> the whole time they were cheering and like singing along, and then it ends, and it's really good. The singer's really good, and then it ends. They're all like, Bell. now listen. <clears throat> If you don't like stupid humor, what can we relate it to that more people might have seen? It's really kind of like airplane humor. Like, it's just dumb like that. If you don't like that, you're not going to like this. If you do like that, you will like this. But you also have to keep in mind, there there are some things that made me go, oh, oh, ooh. Um, The F word is said. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there was something, and Molly Shannon at the end, leaving with a literal child that she's going to marry. Yeah, next week. Next, next week? <laughs> um, yeah. The, yeah. Something else, I felt like there was something else that I was like, ooh. Um, so there are, there are some things that are a little cringy that you might be like, oh, I don't like that. Um, yeah, for sure. They're quick. This- they're quick. And for the most part, I think that they, <clears throat> because <laughs> I can't believe this all in a day. So I'm going to give away this bit. Uh, Michael Ian Black is hanging out with his friends and they're checking out girls. And he's like, well, I got to go, you guys. So he leaves and his other two friends are like, we got to get him laid. And they <laughs> start listing all the girls, but they're all named Debbie. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Also, when Janine Graffler comes in, she's like, oh, we need these campers to pack up their stuff early. And they're all like, they're all like just rabbi this person. And I'm in shelter. Um, and so Michael, uh, nope, uh, Michael Ian Black goes and you can tell he's going to hook up with somebody and he hooks up with Bradley Cooper. Um and they have very passionate sex in a shed. Um, but then they get married like an hour later. In the, in the lake. Like <laughs> baby Polder plays the flute <laughs> or the recorder. Because they think his two friends follow him. They're like, oh, they're gonna get it on with Amy Polder's character. And then she's playing a flute. And the one goes, Why is she playing a flute? <laughs> and, it, and that's when they say the F word, and they say it like four times. So it's a little like, okay. <clears throat> But then in the end, it's very sweet because they get them a wedding present. <laughs> they get them a chase, chase lunch. From Crate and Barrel, which they have delivered to the camp. Like the same day. <laughs> it all takes place in a day! It all takes place in a day! Oh, God. Oh, my God. You're so fucking dumb. Paul Rudd as a jerk is the funniest thing in the world to me. Oh my God. He's got that smile. That is such a dick smile. Um, I love when he, when she tells him to clean up his plate that he like throws on the floor. So funny. Why does also, he throw it <laughs> when he says he's writing in his journal. She's like, you mean a journal? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he has, and I don't, I'm sure they meant this cause they're all brilliant comedians. He's wearing a red bandana in his right pocket, which means he likes fisting. He likes getting fisted. I looked it up. I actually wondered because I couldn't remember what it meant. Um, but it, that's means, brilliant. it means fisting because I knew, because I've seen it before, but as we've discussed, I have a horrible memory. And so I knew that there was a gay couple. And when it, I was like, oh, I think it's Paul Rudd. <clears throat> Because he's such an asshole to this girl, and I think you find out that he's actually got a boyfriend. And then I saw the fisting thing. I was like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that it wasn't him. Oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so I audibly said, This is so dumb, and then would laugh. Oh my god, it is so dumb. And I also I love when uh Ken Marino is running back from the lake. And then he's followed by Jolo Trulio, and they come up on that bale of hay. <laughs> and Jolo Trulio can't get past it on the motorcycle. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. It's so dumb. It's one of those movies where if you're not in the right mood, yes, you would fucking hate it. Like you would just be like, "This is stupid. I'm annoyed." But you know why? You know why I think they handle it well is. <clears throat> You don't realize what it's going to be right away. Yeah. It's a very, not a very slow burn, but it's a medium burn of, oh, this is silliness. And then it just gets progressively, like once you hit them going to town, yeah, then you're like, oh, this is meant to be real fucking dumb. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board. So it lulls you into a false sense of security. And then slaps you with the nonsense. Like when they have the talent show and Amy Poehler's like, well, they sucked, but I guess welcome them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole Molly Shannon bit. <clears throat> with the, 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 talking about her husband. And the kids are consoling her. 
Yeah, just breathe, Gail. <laughs> oh, your hands are magic. It's a child. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, this movie always tickles me to no end. It's so good. And yeah, Bradley. Yeah. Bradley yeah. Bradley looks real good. Bangable Bradley. He looks real good. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you think I was going to hate it? <laughs> I did, because I thought you hated it. Before I even decided to pick it, <clears throat> or you I know thought, what it is. Hate is a strong word. I thought you weren't very fond of it. You know what it is? Is that it's one of those movies that I have the bad memory, right? So I know I have feelings about it, and I know it's silly. So I'm like, ugh, I can't remember. And so, you know, my personality is I always lean towards hate first. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, I think I hate that movie. And then I started watching it, and like literally, I just every two seconds this is so dumb this is so dumb and just laugh when they got off the whole day in town was hilarious but when they get off and just face <laughs> face the wall why like why i love that kind of humor of like why and if you weren't paying attention you would totally miss it yep yep well, hey, wait up, guys. <laughs> Why? Oh, God. Why? And when Koopa's with that girl, and he, she gets him her hoodie, and he gets her his flannel, and he needs it back again. Oh, my God. And he puts this whole flannel in that teeny tiny little box. Oh, boy. Well, this this gets five stars for me. It's five stars. It's so goddamn dumb. So dumb. Like I said, <clears throat> If if you do not like stupid humor, you're not going to like this. It's, you're just not. So don't waste your time. But if you like stupid humor, and it's it's stupid humor that's done. It's just it's done smart. I think. Yeah, I 100. <laughs> percent It's just. I mean, it's Amy Poehler. It's all the upright citizens brigade all the groundlings people like it's all those people so they know what they're fucking doing and it's just like when they like because janine garofalo is basically the straight person through the whole thing and then they get to the end and they're trying to save the world (laughs) (laughs) pregnant do they even have sex i don't know <laughs> it's so great. Did you watch any of the Netflix series? I did, and I remember liking it. I'm gonna have to watch it again. Yeah, me too. The I know the first one. I love the the first one because it's a prequel, but all the actors are like 15 years older, so they're like playing 16 and they're like 40. That's like super funny because they're already too old in this movie to be. The <laughs> Uh, <laughs> or, or when they're playing play- oh god i'm sorry just watch it it's so dumb it's just watch so it. dumb yeah it will make you la- uh, hopefully it will make you laugh i think if you go in going this is dumb yeah. <clears throat> then you will find it entertaining <laughs> oh god oh my god <laughs> well i'm really glad that we're able to revisit this film yes love it love it love it now listen we yeah. kind of went off script off schedule so who are we going to do a wee pod next week are we yeah. not going to do a wee pod we're going to do a wee pod next week and who's picking it are you picking it i am okay because you did last week's yes but technically yes okay um so i have it picked out 
<clears throat> you already have it picked out. I do. Are you going to share with us on air? I am. Okay. Now, just hear me out. Oh God! See so, why? Why? <laughs> we're gonna stick with the with the holiday that's coming up. Okay. And we're gonna watch Trick or Treat, Scooby Doo, because we're gonna dip into Lesbian Velma. The new. The new one. The new new. Now hold on. Are there two different one Velma things coming out? Or is this yes. the Mindy Kaling thing? No, that's another one. This is the it's one where she's one. acknowledged as being a lesbian. Well, I'm all for it. I fucking adored Scooby-Doo when I was little. My after school lineup was uh, Scooby-Doo, Star Trek, and um, the show that Leonard Nimoy hosted that was spooky. Oh, In Search Of. In Search Of. That was my... That was my after school lineup, baby. Nice. And we took a bath and then it was Muppet Show and then bed, <laughs> honey. Um, <clears throat> and I was in love with Leonard Nimoy. Oh, I was wow. a real weird kid. Oh, my God. I was in <laughs> love. With, I was a weird fucking kid, man. He was the only straight guy I loved until, you know. <laughs> uh, so, all right. I'm I'm digging it. I'm in on it. I'm loving it. Good, 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 good. All right. And it's on Netflix, you said? It's not, but it's on the super secret. Ah, oh, the other thing is on the other Velma. Yes, is going to be on. Is going to be on Netflix, but it's not out yet. Correct. Okay. Um. All right. Perf. Great. All right, gang. Well, thanks for checking in. Yeah. Send us an email. Three funny ladies at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. Three funny ladies podcast. And uh, we'll see you beautiful fools next week. Yeah. Um, bye. Um, bye.